You know the vibes. We're back. Mo, uh, uh, Mo, what's good, baby? Mo money, hey. Mo problems. Yeah, Mo problems. Yeah. Listen, you're locked into the Hoop Genius podcast. BJ Armstrong alongside myself, Mo Mootsi. A little bit later than usual, a few hours delayed. I'm so sorry to everyone who oh. wanted to listen as part of their morning routine. We had a, a technical issue. The technical <laughs> issue was Mo's alarm clock. So <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was taking care of some business yesterday. My clothes on the moment got back in one. Then I had a call with BJ. We were talking strategy for a couple of hours. Then I was doing some more research on how to improve the show for you guys. Next thing you know, it's five o'clock in the morning. I'm thinking, damn, I've got one hour before I got to be up and record the show again. And uh, here we are. Anyway, apologies for the delay. Thank you for being with us. Today, BJ, is the 2nd of February. And do you know what yes. that means? What's that mean, Mo? There is just about one week until trade deadline day. You know, there's mm. a, you know, we, when we had Ryan McDonough, the former Phoenix Suns GM, on the show, he said kind of a week before the end of free agency, uh, the end of the trade deadline, which is on the 10th, teams start making calls. And, you know, I'm imagining it's starting a, a day earlier because everyone wants to take a day off to watch the Super Bowl. So mm -hmm. <laughs> we're going to mm -hmm. dive in to some of the latest trade news around the NBA. Now, BJ. Okay. This is from your friend David Aldridge, an OG in the reporting okay. game. A big inspiration. DA, shout out. Shout he, out to uh, DA. He is reporting that for the first time in a long time, sources close to Bradley Beal indicate that he is not rejecting the notion of a trade, even though his preference is to remain with the Wizards. Now, this is of note because Bradley Beal, of course, said for the longest, I don't want to get traded anywhere. I want to stay in Washington. I remember listening to Bradley Beal a couple of years ago and he was talking about when he played against the Mavericks one year on the road in Dallas, and this was Dirk Nowitzki's final season. And you had they had the silhouette of Dirk on the hardwood as part of the celebrations for his final year. He said, look, I walked in the arena and I saw that, and that's the kind of legacy I want to build for myself here in Washington. But the Washington okay. Wizards, you know, they know his contract's coming up to expire. They did a great job of putting pieces around him. They brought in Spencer Dinwiddie, Carl Kuzma, Montrezl Harrell. They started the year on fire, top of the Eastern Conference. Now they're down in 12th position. They've lost their last six games, three and seven in their last 10. It's not looking great. So Bradley Beal is now open to a move out of Washington. What are your thoughts on this, BJ? Well, you know, I think it's something that the team has to consider. And Bradley Beal has to consider why, you know, everyone wants to talk about and build a legacy, but they forget one thing. You got to win. You have to win. And That's it looks great the bottom for the first line. month of the season because they were winning everything. When I say win, not just win regular season game. There's been a lot of players that's won a lot, that have won a lot of games during the regular season. But there aren't a lot of players that you can turn to and say the following, that they actually carried an organization to one, ch one championship, let alone multiple championships. Okay, that's very, that's very rare. That's, rare. That's, 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 that's a rare occurrence that happens in the NBA. A player leads a franchise for multiple championships. That's why we celebrate it. That's why we, in your generation, they start saying, go, everything is the goat, right? Everything is, <laughs> okay. In order to be in that conversation and have a legacy and all of those things, you know, have your name on the court, 
you got to at least win one championship. Mm-hmm. You just don't average 20 points a game, and then that happens. So I think it's time for Bradley Beal. You know, I've kind of thought this for a couple of years, but now we're talking about it, where it may be time to explore. Because Bradley Beal is a really good player. Bradley Beal has had a terrific individual career. Clearly, he can score with the best of them. I think he was, what, second, I believe, last year in, in scoring in the entire NBA. They started off well. He's kind of, you know, grown into this leadership, you know, leadership role there in, in Washington. We've seen his career continue to grow and make progress. But if he's going to win a championship and play at the highest level, maybe it's time for him to explore another opportunity or the team to explore another opportunity. And maybe at the end of that, maybe they determine that it's breast it's best both may determine or one or the other may determine it's time to move on, but this is the well, NBA and, and we'll see what happens. I'll tell you this right now. Now, this is just my opinion. It's not coming from a source inside the Wizards organization. It's from what I'm seeing from the outside looking in. the Washington Wizards are terrified right now because I'm they gone. can offer Bradley Beal a five year, $242 million extension. That's 60 million more than any other team can offer, but they fear okay that Bradley Beal may take this deal and after a season demand a trade having signed that deal. That's the fear because they've seen it happen now with Ben Simmons, with signing a big contract and immediately demanding a trade. And they're scared that if they can't become competitive, that the same thing will happen to them. Bradley Beal will say, listen, I'm tired of losing, tired of not making it to the conference finals, to the NBA finals, to the championship. I want to get out of here. So for the Washington Wizards, it may be in their best interest to trade him now before they have to sign him to that massive extension that's pending in the offseason. Now, one trade that's been floated around and is being talked about recently is about DeMontis Sabonis of the Indiana Pacers. So you compare the big man Sabonis with Bradley Beal. It gives him a fellow all-star caliber player to play alongside They've got some young pieces and picks that they can give to Indiana in exchange for Sabonis. And that's kind of what they're looking to do reportedly to keep Bradley Beal happy, to make the team more competitive. And word has trickled around the league that Bradley Beal would welcome playing with Sabonis, but he hasn't actively encouraged the Wizards to acquire him. So let's say hypothetically, if that trade was to go down, DeMontis Sabonis joins the Washington Wizards. DeMontis Sabonis and Bradley Beal. For who? Who are you going to trade well, here well, is, I've, I've got it written down here. The Wizards are to offer something similar to what the Chicago Bulls traded for Nikola Vucevic this time last year. So it could be one of Rui Hachimura or Denny Avdia or Corey Kispert, the first round pick from this year. Denny Avdia, promising young player. Rui Hachimura, a very promising young player. And the additional salary of Thomas Bryant or Montrez Harrell and some draft picks. So that's what the deal would be offered reportedly. So you're putting in DeMontis Sabonis inside lineup. You keep Kuzma, you keep Dinwiddie, you keep Beal. What do you think of that team and their chances in the Eastern Conference? Well, you know, Mo, I, I hear all these trades and for better or for worse, I've been in these organizations and it's very tough to make a trade, right? Everyone say there's two sides 
but it's really three sides. It's your side, of course, which you want the best deal for you. That seems like a pretty good deal. If I was the Washington Wizards. Yep. <laughs> so clearly yep. <laughs> this is a Washington Wizards spin, right? If yeah. I was the Washington Wizards, I picked up Sabonis. That's a pretty good deal. I keep Bradley Beal. I, you know, I keep Kuzma. And I just keep adding. That seems like a pretty good deal. Okay. So there's the Washington Wizards side. There's the Indiana Pacers side. And then what we call the truth, which is the deal. There's three sides to the story because you got to mm-hmm. make a deal. And it, when it, anytime I was involved in a situation where it was a good deal, it was never what I wanted. It was never what they wanted. It was always like, we got half of Sabonis. We didn't get all of Sabonis. We got half of Sabonis. And we gave away something really good too. So it's kind of like one of those deals. If you really make a deal, that's how a deal works. Yeah. A great deal is when you, you throw something in and it turns out to be like for the Boston Celtics, it turns out to be Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. It's like, well, I, I, I was over here. Yeah, you you were doing this over here. You didn't really get what you wanted. And then they were like, yeah, we, we'll, we'll throw this guy in salary in. Because, you know, basically what you're doing is you're – most of the deals that you see today are just really transactions. They're just transactional trades, right? You know, I'm just taking my contract. If it's a one-year deal and moving it for your one-year deal or vice versa. And, you know, as you were saying those deals, as we were talking about Bradley Beal, I began to think about the following. Bradley Beal, we talk about winning and we talk about the basketball business, right? We're talking about the basketball of, of this trade with Bradley Beal, for instance. But everyone forgets the business of basketball. Bradley Beal's not doing this just because he wants to win, regardless of what he says. There's a, there is a financial component here ladies and gentlemen that we call it no one talks about we call it secure the back yeah yeah in most terms it's called <laughs> securing the back okay mo has a term for this now in the end the win for any player or any person is to be paid or it used to be maybe it's different now but it used to be where players used to want to get you know compensated as much as they can, as they should. The team wants to get compensated and make as much as they can, as they should. All these teams now are worth a billion dollars. The league is continuing to grow. That's why I have television contracts. That's why you have, you know, all of these sponsorships, partnerships, so that everyone can continue to maximize their time. As I was listening to you, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because as I was listening to you, I started to think, okay, Bradley Bill, you're in a pretty good situation. Like you're in line, it, it appears to be on the outside to be able to maximize again with the Washington Wizards, possibly another max deal. Yep. If things don't work out there, you know, Bradley Bill is well respected around this league. Shooting is highly regarded around this league. Bradley Bill ha- has put in enough, in my opinion, you know, he's put in enough good credit. To where if things don't work out there, I'm sure, you know, it'll be tough, but they'll find some combination of player or players to move if he wants it and things don't work out a year or two. But if you begin to move at this stage of your career, my answer is why? Where are you going? What you doing? You want to go to free agency to be wanted? What, what are you trying to do here? 
What are you trying to do? So, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because you're not just going to bring Sabonis in. Because I'm sure of this. Sabonis is looking to get maxed out. When you start moving these players, everyone wants to move the players and think they're just coming there because they want to win. Okay. That's part of it. (laughs) That's part of the deal. Yeah. But suddenly now you're going to have Sabonis. Sabonis is an all-star. He's got two years left on his contract, making 18, 19 million a year. Whoever acquires Sabonis at this stage, let me give you the unwritten rule. You better be prepared to play him, um, to pay him. Yep. And he's only 25. So, you know, when that deal expires, he's going to be 28. He's not looking to take a pay cut at 25. Nope. He's looking to come in and demand what a player, what is he averaging around 20 and 10 or something like that? Yeah, about 18 and 12. Okay, he's looking to command what that means. And what that means is if you trade for me, well, okay, I'll come as long as you agree to do X, Y, and Z. But I'm not trading for you with a year left on your deal and then for me to just walk out as an unrestricted free agent. Yeah. That's not happening. the Wizards are also looking reportedly to trade Spencer Dinwiddie, who they recently signed to a three-year contract in the offseason. And I feel like we have to talk about this because it's the trade season. It has to. If you are the Wizards and you feel like, yep, fair enough, Bradley Beal might stay and sign this massive contract and, you know, Sabonis could come and you have to sign him to a contract. Could you not look to say, okay, we're going to move Bradley Beal before we have to pay him that massive extension and look to rebuild or go in another direction? Would you be ringing up the Philadelphia 76ers and saying, we know you're waiting for James Harden, but that might not happen. We can offer you a sure thing in Bradley Beal and we'll take back a 23-year-old all-star point guard. I think you could do that as long as the players agree that they are committed to the organizations that they're discussing. But more importantly for Philadelphia, Philadelphia has to have a partnership with Joel Embiid. Yeah. And whatever they decide to do. Now, if Bradley Beal has notified the team, that's a big if. We, you know, well, we don't know that. And, you know, rumors are great, but let's be responsible as we are talking about this. If Bradley Beal notifies the Washington Wizards that he is not going to sign there and it is in their best interest, the Washington Wizards have to immediately ask Bradley Beal. The next question, which is, where do you want to go? Because the other teams, believe it or not, Mo, are not going to sign for Bradley yep. Bill unless he's committed they don't have to stay. In it. It's saying, there you go. So all of these trade rumors are very irresponsible. And that's the one thing, Mo, you and I can't do is it's easy to get up here and say, well, sources say I heard put it in the trade scenario and make these trades. And then people be like, oh, wow. Did you hear what BJ and Mo? Well, this is why we discuss them to say whether this is what's reported. And we're saying whether we think is true or not or realistic or not. That's why I think we discuss this right here. True. I think what's true is the following. Bradley Beal has to make a decision here. I don't even think the organization has to make the decision because to me, when a player says he wants to be, with this organization and who has achieved the individual success and the team success that Bradley Beal has achieved, I think that's a win for the organization. 
Bradley Beal signs a max. That's a great start for any organization. Here's a here's a, a 25 plus point per game score that wants to be here. That's a pretty good start. You start adding pieces around it. You fig- try to figure it out. With that comes clearly, you know, if you don't win, okay, you're going to get criticized a little bit. But if you do win, that's a great signing. No one's going to argue. No one's going to argue whether Bradley Beal is worth the max at this stage of his career. Yeah. Now, I, I just think Bradley Beal has to figure out what he wants to do. What does he really want to do? And then we can move from there. I understand he's a big name. I understand there are a lot of people around the league who would love to acquire a player like Bradley Beal. But in the end, Bradley Beal right now is sitting in the driver's seat because he has an opportunity to really dictate the outcome of where he's going to be, which is that's not that's not that's very rare Mm. in this league. Right there. There are only probably 10 to 15 players who can have who can affect that outcome and he's one of them and he deserves it well around the rest of the league there's you know the Chicago, the Brooklyn Nets and Paul Moosap have been looking for trade partners because Moosap wants more playing time so he's looking to land on another team but the reports are saying here that um, if he cannot be traded they are going to look to buy him out of his contract and okay. if he's bought out of his contract he is then going to be a free agent and some people are saying that he would like to end up with the Chicago Bulls because of his relationship with AK from when they were in Denver and the Lakers as well have been mentioned as a suit for Millsap if he reaches a buyout. If you were Paul Millsap and you could take your talents to join any team, assuming it would be a contender because at this stage of his career, you know, he's not going to get paid a big contract, but he will want to win a championship, which can hopefully land him a bigger contract next summer. Where would you be looking to sign if you were Paul Millsap? Well, before I answer that question, I want to say this. I always get concerned when I see veterans, well-respected veterans, suddenly want to leave a championship caliber team. (laughs) Because they know something from the inside. Because if he thinks the Brooklyn Nets are going to win a championship, he's not trying to leave. Now, Paul Millsap, you know, I know him a little, a little. I don't, you know, I'm not pretending to know him well or as well as I know some players or people around the league. Paul Millsap is very well respected. Every executive that I've known who had an opportunity to work with him on a day-to-day basis, every coach I've known, players and clients of mine who have played with him, he's very, very well respected. I think it's kind of odd that Paul Millsap, who came to Brooklyn with the idea, one idea, Win a championship. Suddenly is having a reverse. Yep. And he's working out by himself in Atlanta away from the team. Okay. This is a veteran. This is a former all-star. This is a guy who has, you know, when he came into this league, I mean, he, he, he didn't come into this league as like, you know, some touted, you know, guy who was going to be a hall of fame level talent. He worked his way through the ranks. He earned his way through the ranks. He has had a, I mean, better than average career individually, been on some great teams that have won, advanced in the playoffs, battle-tested, leadership, and all of these things. Came off the bench last year, I believe, in Denver. You never heard Pete from him. And then suddenly, 
And we're talking about a team that has sustained well-documented injuries. Okay, this hasn't been the healthiest team. We even had a guy, LaMarcus Aldridge, who retired and then came back. And now he's not injured again. You have Blake Griffin, who has been out for substantial lengths of time. Suddenly now, Paul Millsap goes, hey, just, just buy me out. okay now this isn't some young kid who's trying to figure out who he is in this league he came there when you're a veteran you start looking around going okay what's important to you well paul Millsap has said what's important hey i just want an opportunity to win it i've made a lot of money in this league i just want an opportunity to win and be treated with the respect yeah and i find this very odd I find that very odd. Okay. That so something is going on there that I'm a little concerned about. Yep. Now, I'm sure it probably will never get out, but I that's a flag for me on the outside looking in because that lets me know that internally something is going on there. Something is going on. First thing. Second, if I'm Paul Millsap, I'm just looking to go to a team where I'm going to treat it with the level of respect that I have for myself, right? If the guy tells me I'm not going to play and I go there with the expectations that I am going to play, then that's my fault. So at this stage, I think there are a number of teams out there who would love to add a player like Millsap if they could add him late in the season. And Chicago would be a good situation for him. Uh, and just reason being is because, you know, Paul Millsap is a still capable big body that could play for 20 to 25 minutes a night. And I think that would fit for what they're trying to do. Um, Milwaukee, this stage, possibly. It's a nice name. I, I, I think teams like that would, would I think teams like that would take him because of his professionalism and what he's done. And and with um, Brooks Brooks injury having another big body because you know the Demarcus Cousins experiment didn't work out too well for them, so it could do well for them to kind of have another big on the roster. Yeah, I, I think so. You know, he he is a he's a big, but he's an undersized player. Mm. Okay, he is a big, but he's an undersized player. The one thing, especially in Milwaukee that I think they have to address is what happens when they play against another big right now. You yeah. can see Joel Embiid see, or the Cleveland Cavaliers. Like you can see the Cleveland. It's a, it's a couple things about the, the, the Bucks this year. That's obvious. One is they struggle playing against bigs. I, I watched them the other night playing against Jokic. Yeah. They struggle against bigs. They struggle against Embiid and they struggle mightily now versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, Millsap is what I would consider an undersized player. Well, that's not the, the, the Milwaukee Bucks problem. On the other hand, the Bulls, they could use a player like Millsap because uh, Vucevic is a big player, and he struggles when the other teams go small. Yep. And so Patrick I think Williams probably, is out at the power forward spot. He's out with the injury. Yeah. So. so I think Millsap would probably give them – the flexibility because they may see small ball. Well, it's not, they may, they're going to see small ball in the playoffs and it's all about making adjustments. Okay. As great of a regular season, the bulls have had sometimes in the playoffs, you will find your matchup in round one or round two 
and that will cause a problem. And right now, if there's some things I see with the Bulls is what happens when, the, when they go small? Because Vucevic should play, but he may not have to play. And what are the Bulls going to do to counter that? Because that's the one thing that I see with the Bulls as I'm watching them as we're heading to the playoffs. Well, for you guys at home, as you can see here, we like to cut through all the smoke and mirrors of these trade rumors and keep yes. it 100. So what I want to do, MB, Mo and BJ, myth busters. If you have any questions, any trades you're hearing, any players you think might be on the move, tweet us and we'll bust those myths right here on the show and keep it 100 with the information that makes sense. Not the information that grabs the headlines, but the information you need to know about your favorite teams and your favorite players. Because right now, there are so many different reports and rumors. I'm reading this Bleach Report article and the amount of names listed in here. Harrison Barnes for Joe Ingles. They're talking about Ricky Rubio for Eric Gordon or Karis LeVert. They're talking about Goran Dragic, who I definitely do think will be on the move. Um, you know, he's been brought up in a framework for a Miles Turner deal. The Raptors looking to get another big body, apparently. Uh, Portland trying to trade Robert Covington. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic and Ben McLemore's names have not been as popular as they anticipated. Patrick Beverly looking to be on a move. Dennis Schroeder will more than likely be on a move because the Boston Celtics are trying to save some money before they have to pay that luxury tax after the deadline. But Josh Richardson as well. Troy Brown in Chicago. Kent Bazemore. As you can see, the list is absolutely endless of reports and Maybe it'll be a quiet trade deadline. Maybe there'll be tons and tons of trades. I think that, yeah. This, well, I, I think, you know, I'm not to cut you off, but I yeah, want to say this. I think there will be some trades. I think there will be a lot of trades, actually. But I think there will be trades that will happen that will be unexpected because all of the trades that you just stated there, those are all transactional trades. Like, yeah. Money saving. I'm not, get yeah, under the I'm, salary I'm like, cap. Don't pay the tax. Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. Dennis Schroeder. You know, you know, Covington, why are you trading these people? Well, you're just you're just trying to get you, that contract off your books to give yep. you cap flexibility. Now, what I think is going to happen here, Mo, which always happens is you're going to see a basketball move, which is going to trigger the rest of the moves, because right now everyone is trying to line up. What's the best deal available? So when you do a deal, Mo, you and I are going to say our owner is going to tell us, give me. Three trade scenarios that you have. I got one deal with Sacramento. I got another deal for the same player with the Lakers. And then I got another deal with Cleveland. And then once everyone determines this is the best deal that they can possibly get, then you'll start seeing some of these moves. Some of those moves may happen. And I think they need to happen because in previous seasons, when the Warriors had Kevin Durant and they were dominating the league, other teams weren't looking to make moves because they kind of had it drawn up. Well, the Warriors are going to win this. Whereas right now, this season, it's wide open. I know the Phoenix Suns look great. The Golden State Warriors have fallen off a little bit. The Grizzlies are young, but they're looking good. But the Eastern Conference is wide open. So you might see an Eastern Conference team trying to separate themselves from the pack by looking to strengthen their squad. And rather than save money, spend a bit of money to go into that luxury tax, especially the Chicago Bulls with DeMar DeRozan getting older and Zach Levine becoming a pending free agent, I think they should go all chips into the middle of the table and try and strengthen that squad. And if they can get a guy like Paul Millsap or whatever it is, I think that'd be a fantastic pickup for them. But like I said before, tweet us your trade scenario, suggestions, rumors that you're hearing. And we'll keep it 100 the whole way through because that's what we do here on this show. 
BJ, before we wrap up tonight, I'm hoping we see something special tonight because, you know, Madison Square Garden is home to some of the greatest NBA performances of all time. And the highest player in the league right now, John Moran, is entering Madison Square Garden. And you know, players circle that as a special occasion to put on a show. Can I get a prediction from you? How many points do you think this kid is going to go in there and score tonight? And before you answer that, before you answer that, I'm looking at this Knicks roster and I'm thinking, who's going to guard this guy? And I'm praying for Kemba Walker's sake, Tom Thibodeau don't send him out there to try and guard John Moran because that is what we call barbecue chicken. <laughs> yeah, you know, John Moran's a young player. And, you know, I, I, I love, you know, basketball, as you know, Mo. And, you know, as you're asking that question, I was thinking like, okay, what I think is going to happen. I think this is a big game for the Memphis Grizzlies. And here's why. Here's why I think this is a big game for the Grizzlies. You know, the Grizzlies are trying to keep pace there in the Western Conference. And John Morant is entering into this next phase of his career where he's suddenly now a starter in the NBA. He's a starter. When I say a starter, a starting the NBA All-Star game. Now he's reached another level. Yep. And I want to say this, and I hope he's listening. No, it's very, he's, he's, he's at this funny stage of his career where we're talking about how many points he's going to get. The reason he's getting all these accolades is because the team is winning. And let's not forget, Mo, that that team went what they went ten and one or ten, 10 and, and two. two or, they went ten and two. Him. But the reason why I asked about the scoring is because he's on a six, seven, he's, maybe he's eight game a, streak of thirty point plus games. On, okay, and 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 that's where I want to get to. He's got to be very careful that if he's going to advance, because with this success, individual success, with the success of the team now, Mo, he's got to win. He's got to advance. And let me tell you something, Mo. You know, I've played with a few guys who can score. Mm, just a few. Just a few. <laughs> who can score, we're, we're pretty good. If John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies are going to advance, it's going to be more than him just scoring 30 tonight. Okay? I feel you. Okay? Jaron Jack- Jackson Jr. is going to have to find some type of rhythm. Desmond Bain has found a rhythm, okay? Desmond Bain and John Morant might be the best guard combination in the entire league. Let me say that again, Mo, mm. so you, you can take this. So you you always want hot takes. Well, let me give you one. John Morant and Desmond Bain might be the best guard combination in the NBA. I think CP and D Booker got something to say, but we I'm discussed not, that I yesterday. That's, say a, that's that, another yeah, kind of worms. I, that's it, another it, kind it, of worms. It, we can discuss it, that. It, but... You know. but but my point being is, right now, I want to see John Morant start to play a brand of basketball that's going to say the following. They could really come out of the West. Mm. Because that's what John Morant is going to have to be. He's going to have to toe the line. Because some nights, he's going to need to score 30. Some nights, he's going to need to score 15, 16. Why? Because he is a true 
point guard. Go to feed the hot hands. Who could, he got to, hey, he's got, he's the car dealer. He's got to be able to feed. So again, he's not like Steph Curry. He's not like, you know, Kyrie Irving. Those guys are just scores. This guy runs the team, plays a little defense, makes acrobatic plays, scores when the team needs it. He is, he's everything to that group. So I want to see him begin to take the next phase, which is if we're going to do this, then we got to make sure that we come along because this is an important game because I don't know the next time the Suns are going to lose. The Suns are just chugging right along. They're just chugging right along, finding ways to win. Okay, they've won, what, nine games or eight games or whatever? Eleven eight or nine. in a row. Eleven. eleven. Okay, they've won 11 in a row. And then last night, they get back DeAndre Ayton. They get back Jay Crowder. They're winning without, like, with two starters out. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned, if I'm the rest of the league, how good this Phoenix Suns team is. Yep. They really are a, they are a deep team. They're playing well. But I want to see John Morant come there and really in Madison Square Garden, in the Mecca, in the nation where you know there's going to be a lot of hype. I want to see him come there and make a statement. We're here. We are here. John Morant is in the building. Now, yep. selfishly, I want him to come on and put it, you know, it's kind of like, remember when the old days when Jordan would come to your town, you wanted Jordan to have 50, but your team win? Yep. Well, I don't want to see that happen with I don't want to see that happen with John Morant because every time you watch John Morant, he's just it's I mean the Philadelphia 76ers won the last game, but all the highlights was John Morant. Yeah. And I don't want to see that happen to him in his career because he's exciting. But I think this is a must-win game for them. So I expect the Memphis Grizzlies to come out play with a sense of urgency because their work is cut out there in the Western Conference. Because yep. it's close out there. And, and and great win, by the way, by the Golden State Warriors. Yep. You know, with a bunch of key guys. Great missing. win. Bunch of key guys missing. But anyway, thank you guys for rocking with us tomorrow. We'll be back at our regular scheduled time. Thank you for showing love. As always, keep showing the love, keep spreading the word. And in the meantime, get buckets.